Shall we turn our Bibles this morning to Ephesians chapter 5? Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 to 16 is our text. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which is out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a man is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore do not be partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. That's part of the word. Thank you, Craig. Our text is that uh, picture of the light. Verse 13, everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is uh, illuminated becomes light. Congregation of Jesus Christ, I wonder if you noticed uh, last Sunday, last Sunday as I was driving to church, we came our usual way through the lights and down and then down here. And at the corner, did you see the police cars? Yes. Right on the corner, right here. There were five police cars. Do we have pictures? Oh, anyway. Yeah. Oh. Oops. Sorry. Okay. There were five police cars here. And they had tape around the house, police tape. And we thought, too, what's going on, right? That was 8.30 last week, Sunday morning. And did you see in the paper? They had the whole story, right? Yeah, right here. Two men wearing balaclavas ran into that house. There were shots fired. People were injured. And the police were called, they went in, there were drugs, there was illegal guns, there was all kinds of money. Right here, in view of our church. What, what, what does that say? What does that do? How does that comprehend? We, we on the one hand, thinking we live here in Lacombe, safe place. 
and this street and our neighborhood, this is a safe place. Well, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you think, wait a minute. Maybe it's not so safe around here. It's right here. Drug things going on. Gunfire going on. Well, it happens in Chicago. It happens in Toronto and Vancouver. Doesn't happen here. But all of a sudden, the perception. So, well, is it safe or is it not safe? Even here. So the perception of safety. You're not sure anymore what goes on in some of the other houses too around here. It changes the perception. This morning we're going to talk about being a safe church. And along with commissioning the ministry leaders, we are going to also reflect on that that work of ministry that we do and, and that we are clear that we are a safe church. That our church is a safe place for children, for adults, for seniors, for our friendship people, for everyone. Everyone and anyone who comes into our church is safe. If they come for worship or for ministry or an event, that they would feel completely safe and be completely safe. Ephesians 5, verse 3. There must not be even a hint of sexual immorality, of of uncertainty, of, of what's going on here, or people feeling uncomfortable. No suggestion of any physical, sexual, emotional, psychological, or verbal abuse. No harm should come to anyone in this church. Everyone needs to be safe here. Now, on the one hand, you you say, well, come on. (laughs) This is a church. And everybody knows that they're safe here. This is a church. And everyone in Lacombe should just naturally know that it is a safe and loving place. Dr. Cornelius Plantinga, he wrote a book uh, a number of years ago. Uh, I mean, that's what it ought to be. But the title of his book was, Things Are Not What They Ought to Be. They're not that way anymore. And so, so the perception and what we think, oh, everybody should just know and everybody should just understand that a church is always a wonderful, safe, and loving place. Sadly, that perception has changed. Just like, I think, in a way, the perception of our neighborhood has changed. That this is not just a safe neighborhood anymore. There's, there's stuff could go on right here. And so the perception of church has changed in our culture. And the perception includes a strong thought that it's not safe. We need to address that. Where where did this perception come from? Well, a couple of places. First of all, years and years and years of the news reporting 
that the church has abused children. And then you had absolutely necessary, a very good work, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, seven years, 7,000 witnesses, a six-volume report is being prepared. This is church in our culture. There is a perception that this goes on in relation to church. And so as a church, as a church, yeah, that's a different denomination or whatever. No church. It all gets lumped together. A perception that it's not really safe. And so, yeah, we know each other. We trust each other through the years. But if someone steps through the door who doesn't know us, we are just strangers. And, and who knows what those people are really about? And so that reality, how do people know that this is a safe place? One big step is to have definite steps, policies, procedures in place, which thankfully we do, that highlight, demonstrate safety is a priority for us here. The second thing, uh, you noticed too, uh, just, just 10 days ago, uh, Sheldon Kennedy, he came to Red Deer, and he announced that he is going to be uh, supporting, funding, building a child advocacy center in Red Deer. In, in that center, social workers, uh, police officers, uh, psychologists, socialists, crown prosecutors will all be brought together to handle all the abuse-related cases in this area. So you think, too, this is the Bible Belt. This is central Alberta. Why doesn't Sheldon Kennedy put his center in Vancouver or Toronto or somewhere where it's necessary? Well, he knows it's necessary here. He doesn't just go wherever. He goes where there's a problem. And so Red Deer, central Alberta area problematic. And then you think, oh, okay. It, it, the perception of, okay, there's, there's trouble here, this and that. What, what is going on? The perception of things are not really safe. And then the third example, and I know you know what I'm going to say most of you, right now in the paper, Stanshock is being tried for abusing someone under his care. Right now. Who is Stanshock? Well, we generally know he was the minister of the church in Red Deer, the Christian Reformed Church. And he was abusing people in the church. And he has been tried, and, and that has taken care many years ago, a number of years ago, and now again through Potter's House. But on the front page of the Red Deer Advocate, it says pastor, former pastor, sometimes it even mentions 
Christian Reformed Church, abusive, not safe. And tomorrow the verdict comes down. Tomorrow. And then we sit here and think, well, that has no effect on us. Well, it has huge effect on what people think of us as a church. And even our church name is tied right to it. Well, it wasn't us, it was him. Well, it's us. It's us. There is a perception out there. And even the details in the paper, how he took advantage of this woman, how he bought her gifts, how he insisted every time that he saw her that she hug him, how he he took advantage of her in a vulnerable situation. Our safe church policy says no gifts. If you are leading a group of people, you don't give gifts. You don't hug. You can hug your family, but you don't hug people you are ministering to. You don't. You just don't. That's not safe. That makes people feel uncomfortable. That's you taking advantage of them. That's not the love of Christ. And so that reality, that perception, is is very much in view here. And we need to be aware of that. That's why we also have a safe church Sunday. Because some churches too don't, don't want to talk about it. They don't want to think about it. They don't want to do anything about it. But that's, that's not bringing light in the darkness. Because the darkness is there. And Ephesians 5 says, you have to bring light. And bringing light means talking about it. Means being actively aware and bringing the truth, the love of Christ to bear. And so Ephesians 5 is is very uh, much... uh, God's word to the church already in the days of of the church starting out. And the letter of of Ephesians brings this particular warning because in Ephesus, in that culture at that time, that city had uh, Artemis was a goddess of love and sex and and all kinds of things and, and all kinds of secret, immoral, sexually immoral kinds of things were going on. And the biggest temple to her was in that city. And, and there was all kinds of things that were, as it says here, shameful. Shameful, evil things were going on. It was a definite threat in the culture. And the church is called to stand against it. And that's why he says in verse 3, there must be among you, you must be different. There must not be even a hint of sexual immorality. As a Christian witness, the church stands out as different, as a safe place. And in Ephesians 5 verse 4, it says, nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which is out of place. So also, also in, in the church context too, very, very practical. You, you don't, when, when you're, you're with 
with a group or, or leading or teaching and say, oh, I heard this joke. And you start telling some kind of joke that's off color, that has, and, and yeah, they're, they're, the majority of, of humor is like that, actually. If you, all these jokes that, we don't do that. It makes people uncomfortable. It's not right, it's not good, it's not upbuilding, it's not helpful. And so when he actually says here, yeah, obscenity, we don't have obscenities. No cursing, swearing, carrying on like that. No foolish talk. And then he even adds coarse joking. Say no. No, we're different here. We don't, we don't move in that direction at all. There's nothing helpful or funny or good about that in any way. And so, so to stand apart as a church in a society where even through the media, TV, movies, advertisement, always sexual things, always suggestive things, not here. Not at all. Our church needs to be safe, doing what is good, goodness, verse 9, doing what is right, right before God, righteousness, keeping the focus on true loving care for people, that we actually engage people in a very sincere trust, seeking the very best for them. People of God, we need to be safe. And we need to work at it. And that begins by actually talking about it. And Ephesians 5, verses 8 through 14, have that focus of the light of God's truth and God's love shining into this area of darkness. And then the unsafe things become safe. So in our church too, that we seek to bring the light. The language of light in darkness is, is Christ-centered. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. I enter the darkness, and when Christ enters the darkness in his truth, in his righteousness, in his coming with a message of hope and true love and care, then the darkness is pushed back. We recognize, along with Jesus coming, that it is a constant fight in a dark world. And so, for us to live in humble obedience to Christ, to make the effort to be as safe as possible, to take, take the time to have a policy, to take the time to meet for a time of training, you say, why do you do that? Well, because it's important. Because it's how we recognize how to be safe and when, when we minister to others, they can feel safe. And that's the light of Jesus pointing to him making us safe in a sinful world. And so Ephesians 5 verse 11, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness but expose them. That's exactly what we're doing here today by talking about the problem, by understanding the reality, we bring it out of the darkness into the light, and by being aware of that perception that hangs over us. So why do we need to bother with that? Well, we do. There is a perception out there, and we need to be 
visibly, actively standing against it. So we become aware of the signs of abuse through the training that we will receive today, and we take every precaution to prevent anything from happening. And Ephesians 5 verse 13 says, that's, that's wisdom. Oh, sorry, verse 15. Be very careful. So we need to be careful. Verse 16, the days are evil. This is out there. So what is it to be wise? Be careful, be wise. Have a policy in place. It's unwise to ignore, to deny, to pretend there's no problem. True wisdom is to be aware and to let the light of our Lord Jesus shine into the darkness, to let that light give us that direction that we need, to be a place of help and healing, of the gospel being presented in a safe and welcoming way to people in need. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we do. Thank you for your light that shines into our hearts through you, Lord Jesus, coming in and showing us, too, that we don't live for ourselves, but we live for you. And Lord, in a world where there is much uncertainty and people don't feel safe and there are definite threats and people do take advantage, Lord, we pray that you would help us to be truly a safe place, guide us in our understanding and in our practice, that we would truly let the light of your loving care be the center of all our ministry and that everyone, anyone who interacts with us is part of our ministry, part of our church, Lord, that they would always feel safe and come to know more and more the safety of your saving grace. We pray in Jesus Christ alone. Amen.